And hello, welcome to another episode of 3D Hangouts. My name is Noir Ruiz, I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is Mr. Pedro. What's going on everybody, I'm Pedro Ruiz, Creative Tech here at Adafruit, and every week we come to share 3D printing projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. Uh, did I already say my part? Yeah. I think I did. All right, hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noir Ruiz, and I'm a designer. That's, that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, Ep welcome to episode 229, the sort of podcast edition. We're trying out a different mic setup to see how that works. So far, we have very laggy video. We're aware of that. <laughs> we're we're going to see uh, if we can fix that. So welcome everyone in the chat room. Thank you so much for joining us. It looks like the overhead is okay. And uh, we'll, we'll switch over to this one. That one's pretty live, right? It's, so it's just the front cam? Cool. Tell people about the coupon code while I fix that. This week's coupon code is Portal Time. That'll get you 10% off your Adafruit order. Works on everything except subscriptions and gift certificates. So make sure to take advantage of that. Expires at 11:59 p.m. tonight. Yep. Keep going. Other freebies that we can talk about at Adafruit.com/free. Check out all of the different tiers and. Uh, the products you can get when you put your order in. Sweet, we fixed it. Excellent. Yeah, so check out this slide over here. This shows you a couple pictures of the freebies. I believe we are still uh, giving out some uh, pins and stuff. Let's take a look. I'm going to actually head I over to the site. Some of them have already gone. And it uh, looks like we still have some deals. Check it out. Right here. If you head over to the website, adafruit.com slash free, you can see all the lovely things that are available for free. Uh, if you buy more stuff and the details for the different tiers and whatnot are right there in text. Excellent. All right, we still got some stuff. If you are looking to get your parts delivered the same day you order it, you can use the, uh, the option there for the f fine folks in New York City. Check out the website uh, for more details on that. CircuitPython meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a great chance to uh, check in with the community and the CircuitPython devs to see what is going on in the world of CircuitPython. This happens in our Discord server. That's right, discord.gg slash Adafruit. That's the invite link. Or you can just search for Adafruit Discord and you'll find it in the Googles. So check that out. That's where we're hanging out right now. And it's a chat that happens 24-7. Great place to share your projects and get project help. Speaking of CircuitPython, check out circuitpython.org. We are getting daily, weekly uh, updates to the website. So I believe one of the new ones is we're working on uh, getting filters and things. So you can quickly search and filter through all the different hardwares that is CircuitPython compatible. When it comes to newsletters, we have quite a few of them. Adafruitdaily.com is where you can find out all the different categories and opt in to get some um, emails in your inbox on the dailies. For the weekly, product focus one, adafruit.com slash newsletter. Subscribe to that one to find out all the latest weekly products from Adafruit. Jobs board is jobs.adafruit.com. This is a great place to uh, find out where all the maker companies are looking for awesome maker folks with uh, maker skills. So if you haven't already, you can make a free profile, whether you're a company or a maker. Um, check it out, it's jobs.adafruit.com. Sweet. All right, well, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's well. Let me Quick see if I can. shout out to everybody in the chat room over on YouTube. We got Charles Thomas, 
Mahode, Game Tech, all the things are Selman, Mad Scientist, James Dunham, Thomas uh, Hilfrey, Kirby. And over on yeah. the Discord, as always, Mr. Certainly Hanging Out, we got Davis Stells, author of today's awesome project. That's right. Troy, and a couple others. If you guys want to join us in the chats, head on over to the YouTube chat, Discord, or Facebook as well. Giving shout outs over to Terry Wall and Aaron Alexander is in the house. Brian Edwards Blank. Thank you all for hanging out this morning. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's super awesome project yeah. featuring the Pi Portal. Yeah, do you want to do overhead first or learn guide? Uh, let's do overhead. Or All actually, right. the yeah. that side, side, head. side profile. There we go. Showed this off this week. This is the awesome Star Trek inspired clock written by Davis Stells. Nice little design by myself. No, I did some modifications to it. It is a fully functioning alarm clock being powered by circuit python so uh, of course you can set the alarm and all that with the touch screen i can maneuver over there the overhead and you have your touch and swipe up options so you can uh, change what hour and minute that you want to have that on you know so disable the alarm from here maybe the red button or the green button to enable you can go back you have different machine states that uh, Davis Sells has programmed in here. And you have your speaker on the top for audible alerts. Your built-in snooze button here to disable or you know, put, put it in snooze for about 10 minutes. You can, of course, change all of that in the easy-to-read CircuitPython code. We have lots of nice little decals on here to complete the aesthetic of the Star Trek um, look of it. And an ample of ports on the back. You have recharging with the PowerBoost uh, 1000C on the back. So you can charge your 2500 milliamp hour battery that's inside. You can also charge other devices by plugging in the USB that's on the back here. Try to attempt that like that. And then you have a more uh, modern 2.1 millimeter barrel jack to uh, charge everything up if you need. Yeah, let's get a look at the front again. Big feature. It is also a weather station. You can get current yes. weather data here. So it's at 71 Fahrenheit. You can change it to Celsius as well. It's displaying an icon as well for the, gra uh, for, for the weather, um, which is all being pulled in using the Open Weather Map API, which is very cool. All of the assets are completely customizable. So if you want to have a different interface, you can design one. Uh, you can have your own fonts. This is using the CircuitPython uh, bitmap font library. So we have different fonts that we can play with. Um, and there's a lot of little uh, features as well that are built in that we're going to look at. And this is the alert now. So the, uh, the alert's being triggered. You have complete uh, control over the interval of the alert um, and how long you want this news to last. Right now I have it set to 10 seconds. You'll notice that there's a little ZZZZ icon that is to let you know that it is snoozing. So it's in the snooze mode. So it'll keep doing this until you clear the alert by tapping anywhere on the display. Yeah. You hit the snooze button first, right? No, you yeah. cleared it. Very good. All right, so now it's cleared. And uh, you can set it again, again, using um, the little icon, the little alarm bell icon. And you can tap and slowly swipe up 
or slowly swipe down to reduce, um, to change the, the hour or the minutes, which is really nice. And there's a hidden feature in here. There's a little mug icon that says Mugsy. And if you tap on Mugsy, you will get a little Mugsy icon graphic. There you go. The goal for that is to kind of control a, a separate IoT device, maybe a coffee maker or uh, motorized blinds, any, any of that sort of stuff. So it's kind of built in um, as a, kind of as a forthcoming feature that you can implement. Very awesome. So yeah, it's got a lot of awesome stuff going for it. It's very fully featured. So let's head on over to the Learn site and get a, a look at the Learn Guide. Again, this is um, in collaboration with Dave Estelles. Dave is hanging out in the chat room. You can say what's up. Um, so this uh, overview just kind of goes through all the different parts that we're, that we're using in the project. Of course, you can um, choose your own adventure game. You can choose what parts you'd like to use. Um, but for the case, we are pretty much using all these right here that are listed. We are currently out of stock of the Pi Portal, but definitely sign up to get notified when that is back in stock. You got a nice speaker, arcade button. Looks like you didn't clear it out. All right, now it's cleared. <laughs> I actually set it up for another alarm. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and the Power Boost uh, 1000C allows this to be battery operated, although you don't need it to be battery operated. We think it's a nice feature. Uh, Dave thought it would be uh, good to kind of have maybe if you're traveling, you want to go to your hotel, you can bring it with you and uh, have it battery powered for a little bit. Also, here is uh, a nice wall adapter that you can have on the uh, that, that has a USB cable built into the wall adapter. We also have one with the DC jack and the DC jack panel mount if you want that. So, those are all the parts that are being used in the project. Let's go ahead and jump over to the use. This is going to tell uh, just a nice description of uh, how you use the, uh, the clock, how you set the alarm, um, and uh, what you can change here. Very cool. And there's a little note here about the, uh, the Mugsy. Um, yes, uh, Dave just commented saying that it's supposed to be working with, or it's meant to work with the uh, robot pour over. Uh, was a Kickstarter. He's waiting on oh, that to come in. Okay. And you can also use it with uh, IoT builds like the Hue lights. Um, yes. Brent just finished one with one of the uh, the cheaper type of Hue lights that'll work great. with this. So might be able to implement that. Yeah, this is great. So you can have all your IoT projects kind of talking to each other, mm -hmm. which would be really neat. That, yeah. So in this photo here, you can see Pedro's charging an i an i device here. So it, it does. You can yeah. uh, charge a separate device. Uh, while this is being powered via the battery or plugged into the wall. It's really nice that the, that the Adafruit PowerBoost can do that. It has the built-in iOS resistors, I believe, to kind of properly charge an iOS device. And of course, other devices as well, like Android and whatnot. Yeah. Cool, over to the hardware section, we're looking at the circuit diagram. This was created using the Fritzing software. We have a nice library of all the Adafruit parts in Fritzing format, so you can create your own lovely wiring diagrams. It's pretty self-explanatory. The, um, the speaker plugs into the speaker port, and then we're using the Stemma connectors uh, to kind of uh, connect up a, uh, an arcade button, and uh, we're, we're siphoning power from one of those um, wires to, to get the voltage into the power boost, and also ground there. As you can see, we got the USB uh, port uh, for, uh, for charging external devices, and we also have this, um, this DC barrel jack 
that is wired into the USB uh, pin and uh, one of the grounds. The slide switch is right here. It's, uh, it's just uh, connecting. It should just connect to enable and ground. I don't believe you need the VS. Maybe that doesn't do anything, but uh, stick with the enable and ground for your, for your slide switch or your toggle switch, and uh, that way you can turn the whole circuit off. There you go. Uh, the battery isn't in this, but it would connect to that JST connector there. So. Perfect timing question for Thomas asking, does it charge through just DC or USB-C only? It'll charge through either or. So yeah. whether you have it plugged into the barrel jack or USB uh, micro, you can get a USB-C breakout if you'd like. Or oh, USB-C. Interesting. Yeah. You can get a USB-C breakout uh, that, that we have in the yeah, shop. Yeah, I guess you, you could. Yeah. Definitely use that. Yeah, But for now, it's, it has a built-in uh, micro USB port, the, the Adafruit PowerBoost does. Sweet, so there you go, there's the wiring of it. Uh, this, this talks about the graphics, inspired by L cars from Star Trek, The Next Generation. And we have a couple notes here, just to kind of reference where we got the icons from. It's Creative Commons, of course, and the icons are from the weather map, uh, open weather map site, which is all there. So there you go, the Muggsy icon is from the Muggsy site. So there you go, very nice, nice note there. Onto the code part. This is going to walk you through setting up your hardware with the latest version of CircuitPython and all the necessary libraries. So you definitely want to read through that nice and thoroughly. We're going to skim through a little bit. So you can download all the library files by hitting up the, um, the new website, circuitpython.org. We have a direct link here in this nice green button. And we have a nice list of exactly all the libraries that you'll need that are kind of dependent uh, to make this code work. So there we go, we got a nice handful of libraries. You can, you can pick and drop them into your lib folder on your CircuitPy drive. This is what it looks like, a nice screenshot of that. And then here's the code. Check out the code on GitHub. If you want to make any adjustments or uh, do any pull requests, please do so. That's why it's up there. So you can check it out here in all its glory. You can also pull down um, the assets and stuff like that inside of the main directory, which is right here. So you can see they're all bitmaps. These bitmaps have recently been converted to 16-bit, so they're a little bit smaller in terms of file size, and uh, hopefully they load faster as well. So now we have 8-bit, um, 16-bit, and 24-bit support for bitmaps. Check that out there. Okay. And it's nicely commented as well. Shout out to Dave for, for writing all the nice and lovely comments. My mouse is almost dying. Sometimes it's the surface that I'm on. All right, cool. So we can walk through that. Again, check it out on GitHub. Go back up here. And then um, as you walk through to the, the truncated pages, you're going to detailly, in detail, thoroughly walk through all of the, um, all the sections of the code. First one is uh, setting up all the library modules. So we're walking through that. We're a little note about the secrets file. This is where you want to put in your open weather map token, which you can get from openweather. Uh, org. You can sign up for an account. It's free and you can obtain a API token key and you can pop that into your secrets file. Some other things in here like time zone, city. Um, for the city there's a special ID that you'll need to find and Dave has provided a very nice link uh, to see all the different cities and their IDs so you can definitely grab that real quick. When it comes to um, variables and, and configuration here uh, it looks like this is where we're pulling our data. This is where we're pulling um, the city ID and the token right here as I'm reading it there, okay. Uh, and then we're gonna walk through and set up all of the 
all the things. So where you want, let's say you have a different light sensor. If you're working with different hardware, you can change that here. Um, you can also change uh, the snooze button, what it's wired to. Let's say you use a different port or a different pin. You can change it right here. The alarm uh, global variables here allows you to change any of the file names, the image uh, background for the alert, for example, or the alarm file, which is a wave file. Um, and then here you can set the interval for the alarm, the hour. You can also hard code uh, the alarm hour and minute, but of course you can also change that on screen using the touchscreen. And uh, the snooze interval, so right now it's set to six minutes. It'll snooze every six minutes by default. I had mine set to 10 seconds just because I wanted to be able to test it so quickly. Okay, and uh, we can walk through some more of this, but definitely take your time to walk through it. Pull up, uh, pull up your, your device and some coffee and, and have a good time reading it. We're doing logging here. There's some nice support function for text areas. Onto the state machines. This really gives you a nice visual of uh, all the different states. As you are in the time, you can, sit to the, you can go to the settings. Uh, the Mugsy page and the alarm page. So this is a nice visual here of how it's uh, kind of flowing through all the different states. Yeah. And then we walk through here, the common states base class, all nicely broken out. This is so thorough. This is awesome. Onto the time state, it talks about um, all the different uh, states of the time, when it's uh, triggering the alarm, when it's snoozing, it's pulling the current time so you can have have all that data here. And then I believe the next one is the Mugsy state, which uh, is going to be an awesome feature. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the alarm state is over here. This one walks through the alarm state. Nice photo, by the way. And we're talking about ticks here, touch, enter events, and the exit events, all nicely broken out for you. Setting state as well. Here we go. I think this is the last portion of the code, but hey, it's all there for you to digest. Quick note from uh, Dave saying he, these pages need to be updated to oh. um, be in line with the repo. So definitely check the repos out for the most updated yes. embedded code for cool. that. Okay. Excellent. Thank Moving you. on to the 3D printing portion of the assembly. These are all uh, 3D printed using PLA filament. Um, we're using fasteners to uh, hold everything together um, because as uh, all the things is pointed out, uh, will it be uh, will, will it be able to survive being thrown across the room? Uh, I don't know about the battery, but all the rest of the components are nicely. No, I think it'll be fine. The battery is nice and <laughs> tacked down with down. foam tape. Yeah, so yeah. that no, should be able to survive right. your aggressive. Yeah. You know, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, <laughs> it should be able to survive when you throw it. Yeah, I think it'll so, be fine. So, uh, speaking of that, uh, one of sort of side uh no <laughs> you don't want to show yours <laughs> no we, we're okay. walking through this guide okay. uh we'll get that to the end though but the uh all the parts are there they should fit within 100 by 100 um so the smallest 3d printer should be able to uh, print this out a couple little small parts uh shouldn't be any problem with a 0.4 millimeter nozzle like the button holder on there we scroll down a little bit we have the slice settings that i use for this no supports are needed for this since it is printing sort of at an angle you just have to uh, make sure that the front side of the case uh, where the monitor is is just laying flat on the bed. I did save these uh, as is, so they should be good to print from there. Yeah. Here's a nice uh, list of the screws, fasteners that you'll need. The power mm -hmm. boost needs some M25 by 5mm. 
and we have them linked as well. Yeah, these are covers. we just get them from Albany fasteners, but any flathead uh, Phillips screwdrivers should yeah. be able to fit inside here. And these are the M two point five for the power boost. This is the only oddball out of these. Then the M3 5mm long for the brackets and the pipe portal itself. And then the case so to make the standoffs as small as I could. I made them utilize the M2 by 5mm screws for that. Okay. First thing for assembly is adding your M3 uh, screws to the bracket, which is going to hold your pipe portal and attach to the main case. Uh, you want to add the two. Uh, screws for the bracket before you lay your pi portal on top otherwise you are gonna have to like remove your sd card which isn't a big deal it should fit uh, the screw if you uh, do it in the wrong order and those should mount nicely you just want to line up the little circle cutout for the light sensor that is on the front of the pi portal so you just want to line those up and then moving on to assembling your power boost connections I do list the sizes of each cable that you want to trim everything down to, especially your Stemma cable, since those are going to create a rat's nest if you leave those at the length, you know, default lengths for those. And I did a little bit of chicory of adding like some jumper cables to make connecting uh, some of the components a lot more easier. Uh, Noah mentioned that uh, the JST uh, connections is another option if you don't have any jumper cables around. It'll actually make it a little, little bit more smaller, so you can uh, coil those up a little bit more easier than having those two uh, long jumper uh, cable little connectors on mm -hmm. each end. And we're doing this for the Stemma cable itself, since we are splitting the ground connection there, so we could feed it to the uh, barrel jack and the button. And then the uh, DC uh, barrel jack has its own, so you can actually fit that through the lid, the back lid. Otherwise, there's no way to fit that through once it's already been soldered on. And then the button itself also uh, makes it a little bit more easier when you're mounting to the case. Just add the jumper cables to that. Yeah. Yep. Next one is the DC barrel jack. Okay. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, shrink wrap for everything, so none of the connections uh, touch. If you click on the, I think this one here, there's one thing that I forgot to do with the USB, especially if you need have an iOS device that requires that, you know, the, the chip verification that, that it is okay to charge, you are going to have to connect the other additional two wires that are on there. Uh, so we're just utilizing the four uh, strip uh, silicone coated wires for that to make it a little more easier than having uh, you know, just strands of wires for the USB connector. Yeah, so it's a, what is it, the data? Is it it's a, like data, negative, data, positive, I right, believe. Right, it's like a green and a white wire. Yeah, yeah and there's plenty of uh, online The funny thing is, that. when I was uh, testing this out uh, in the prototype stage, my iPhone charged perfectly, and then once everything was assembled, you know, we're ready to shoot, it didn't want to refuse to charge until I soldered those additional other two That's wires on there. It's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, any other device would be fine though. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, extra two wires if you want an eye device. Yeah. Okay. Back over here. Moving okay. on to assembling your display. Uh, we're just going to fasten those two uh, screws that are on the bracket, the pie portal on the inside. Make sure those are aligned properly. And then mounting the power boost, we're going to use the uh, M2.5 uh, millimeter uh, 
screws and then align the USB port on the power boost to the edge of the screen. And then the, uh, the USB-A uh, has these three little walls that it snaps into. The additional support for keeping it in that little, those little walls is gonna come from the back lid. Uh, you wanna arrange your wires so they're not you know scattered everywhere. And then moving on to mounting the arcade button. Uh, I didn't go in detail of disassembling the 30 millimeter arcade button that we're utilizing for that, but I do have linked the past project in which uh, Noah did the NeoPixel arcade button. And inside that guide, you have the assembly of how to de uh, deconstruct <laughs> your um, arcade button. I remember this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very nice uh, little assembly here. This is just to take apart um, the arcade button and take out the, the little actual button piece. Mm -hmm. And uh, this just shows you how to wire up a NeoPixel inside of there, but we're if not doing that here. If you wish to do that, yeah, so, yeah, you can uh, continue. But this is the piece nut. you want, this little nub here with the little white piece on top and the two contacts. Yes. All right, very cool. Oh crap, one thing I also forgot to mention was uh, I did have to remove about half of the little uh, oh, the yeah. plug that's on yeah, they're called the, terminals, yeah. the little terminals. Yeah, I did have to snip those a little bit shorter just to keep in size with the the size you know, the dimensions of the okay. case. Yeah, I don't want to make get so tall. So you could also bend them. Did you bend them or just snip you them down? You can bend them. Yeah, yeah I just snipped them right off. Yeah, normally I have to bend them too because I want a nice low profile for my button. Exactly. All right. Well, cool. Oh, always options for that. Yeah. And once you have your little actuator that'll mount on the top, uh, in presses in place with the little button holder, and then we're using the M2 by five millimeter long screws to adhere that to the uh, bottom of the case there. Yeah, so it just fastens sturdy. in. There's like a built-in standoffs in the frame, what yep. it looks like, and these little mounting tabs on the button, uh, the button holder. Yeah, we'll show yeah. that off in the overhead after. Is it possible to orient that wrong, or is it, it looks like it'll just, no, the pretty uh, close to the edge there. So, so the the way the tabs are, uh, if you oriented the wrong way, the button's not going to fit. So right, it looks one like way it. to put it in. Okay, cool. Yeah, and the picture shows you which the right orientation. Yeah, is. which way to orient it and how to mount it. Moving on to mounting the speaker, there are these little two uh, rectangular cutaways near the back of the case. You want to align your terminals on the speaker with that, and then angle it, have that side come in first, and then uh, apply a little bit of fresh, uh, pressure on the opposite side to snap the, what is the 30 millimeter uh, speaker on there. Cool. And then yeah. uh, you can either trim your wires short, or as I've done here, you can easily coil these up since they're not too many and they're like a nice uh, thinner um, gauge for that to allow it to not look so, uh, you know, rat nesty. And yeah, those are the, using the Pico connector that we're just soldering the uh, wires on the speaker to the little uh, Pico. Uh, yeah, you'll definitely want to that. get this. I'm not sure if that was listed. You'll it, definitely want to. It's get in the this one. parts list. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I, uh, yeah. in, in the photo, I don't know if it was in the uh, in the front page. The actual list overview. of all the parts. Yeah, yeah. You definitely, definitely want to get this one because the speaker doesn't come with the, this connector. It does come with wires, but not with this connector. So. Yeah, pick up a couple since they are utilized in the Halloween. They totally and, uh, are. Yeah. A couple of their uh, boards. There's the Halloween. Yeah, we're going to use this more moving forward, it looks like. A really good way of doing the speaker hookup for that. Yeah. Moving on to assembling your barrel switch and the slide switch. Those, um, the barrel switch, you just remove the metal ring, 
uh, pop it through the front side of the back lid and then uh, pop your or re-thread your metal screws on there. The slide switch has uh, those little three walls that hold it in place. You just pop it in at an angle and that should hold in there. You just want to make sure that the um, you check on the opposite side where the hole for that is. And make sure that the little switch does indeed protrude from there so you mm. can easily access it. Looks like the battery gets stuck to a nice spot near uh, the Pi portal on the bottom there, next yep. to the uh, power boost. Yeah, I wanted to originally have like a little bracket that held it in place, but because mm. there are differences in the way that the the shape of oh, the yeah. battery is, I just opted out for using the yeah. double stick foam tape to make that a little bit easier. You should have room for, I think, a 6600 milliamp hour battery if you really do want to make sure that this is you know, Those really portable. Yeah, the cylindrical battery. No, the, the fat, yeah, the cylindrical yes. double, yeah, it's like two of them stacked on top yep. of each other. Four of them stacked on top of each other. That's right, I believe. Yep. Or twenty two hundred also fits. Twenty two hundred would fit as well. Sweet. All right. So to close it up, we got. Uh, well, not yet. Uh, no, if you do uh, close it up, uh, you're using the four uh, M two millimeter uh, screws for that. Okay. Those just to line up. You want to just make sure that your wires are uh, out of the edges so they don't yeah. get caught on that. Right. Yeah, the button got updated. The the button pretty much looks like that. It was got a little bit more um, mm -hmm. features there to, to, to line it up so it doesn't wobble so much. Yeah, we'll show that in we'll the overhead uh, yeah. right now, actually. It lines up with the uh, little white nub actuator piece, and that mm -hmm. just snap it has a snug fit. Um, so you may or may not need to uh, adjust yeah. your slice settings for that to fit, but I think it'll, it'll work for most things. Mm -hmm. um, there you go. That's the majority of the build. Right there. Let's jump over to the overhead. Some of the updates that were applied were, was to the snooze button. Yeah. So like you were saying. I think I have a blank one somewhere. Here it is. Here's a blank one. Pop this guy out yeah, like that. Yeah, you can also see this one. You can see we added some uh, wings. Yeah, they're like ribs. ribs. So um, this will um, mate with the... Um, the side of the actual holder mm -hmm. for the button so you can see there's some nice clearance between those two edges so that way it'll uh kind of secure a little bit better yeah yeah it's just yeah and then that, that just that. press fits in as well oh, do that first yeah you can do that too like that yep. and you just align these uh we're using the holographic uh vinyl for all of the details on these as well just a little bit more added uh, graphics. Like, you know, I think you actually added that to the zip file. I no, I tried to, um, yeah, I could provide a, a SVG file if you guys want, but I, I omitted it from design because it, it's, ah. the look doesn't look that good when you, uh, you extrude it mm. on the surface and then try to print that. It doesn't look so good. This is where you definitely want to have a vinyl cutter so you can so you can cut out some really nice sharp decals and lettering for your projects. Yeah, we did attempt a dual extrusion of this. This so. was last minute, guys. Like this yeah. was not planned at all. This is just like oh, I got some few minutes, so mm -hmm. print this out. Which is how all these projects usually yeah. turn out, right? Yeah. Last but, minute uh, at the end. Yeah. So transfer paper, vinyl. That's uh, how we yeah. get it. Slot, slots on paper. the side give you access to the. Uh, SD card, yeah. micro SD card, as well as if you just want to program the Pi Portal itself, uh, even the fattest USB cable should be able to fit <laughs> okay. in that slot. Um, are some modifications that you could do, like if you wanted to have this completely closed off, like a version that I worked on. Sure, you could do that too. And uh, 
No, not yet. Um, the feet, the rubber feet at the bottom have these little dimples, these little indentations yeah. so that they fit those nicely. This was uh, Dave's idea. He yeah. was uh, asking if we could add these little indentations or even nubs to uh, have the little rubber feet fit into. Yeah. Uh, so they do have a little bit of a nub uh, or uh, like a dimple on the inside. So yeah. the an impression. an impression so the feet don't wander around. So they're in there. It's a really good idea. Yeah. We have so many, so many of these feats. Uh, we always want to utilize them in projects, but we never yeah, get around to it. So, yeah. a good idea to have those. Yeah, I like that holographic. <laughs> that that looks so that. good. Yep. And in terms of modifying designs, like if you wanted to like move, you know, any of the grills or right. anything yeah, around, totally. you can have at it. Do All that the source in... files are, are available. Download it's a Fusion file. You can also download it's a step file so that you can open it in uh, any of the solid modeling apps out there. Mm -hmm. If I can quickly get this. No, it's going to take too long. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So if um, you want to have this without like the battery re recharging on there, or the mm -hmm. button on there. Yeah, you can do this all with just the Pi Portal, no yeah. other external components. It mm -hmm. will still fit and work. Um, and um, if you want the speaker or not, you can swap that out. Yeah, Maybe close that off as well. So there you go. There isn't a different model as yeah, well. Yeah, let's move on to Woody prototyping then, because that's uh, the next segment. So I liked this project so much that I wanted to do a different version of it using the snap fit uh, features. So that's what we got. So it's pretty much the same type of shape, um, a little bit different. Instead of having a snooze button on top or on the bottom there next to the screen, we have an arcade button, the mini uh, LED arcade button on top. Like right here yeah, on top. Yeah, another differentiating part is I'm using the toggle switch, which is panel mounted to turn it on and off, so it's a little bit bigger. And this is running the weather station code um, that is up on GitHub. So it's a, it's, it just displays the weather, it doesn't display the time. Um, let's take a look at the back. We have some similar things. I have the same speaker, but this time it's mounted on the back. The um, the aid for power boost is uh, that little USB, the micro USB next to the DC jack. So there's the DC jack as well. So you can see all that there. Look at the side of the the other side. This has a, a more of an uh, sort of a indented uh, port, display port. I would it call it, I guess. Off, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of goes inward and gets a little bit closer so that those mm -hmm. holes are a little bit smaller. Um, so uh, that's, that's how I dealt with that. And it's all snap fit, so you can remove the back and the front. There's no uh, hardware uh, needed. So in the back there you can see all the very, very similar. There's a different battery. It's a 20, it's a 2000 milliamp battery. And it's being clipped on by this built-in like kind of little battery clip. And then, um, yeah, there's like uh, an external uh, kind of mounting PCB mount that gets um, fastened with, um, with some nuts and some screws. Look at the bottom of it. You'll see those screws, the other bottom, where the, yeah, where the black screws are. Yeah, those are the nylon M25 screws. And uh, that's how I uh, secure the power boost is secured to a separate bracket, and that bracket gets mounted to those built-in standoffs on the frame, the shell of the thing. And uh, the front can also come off, so go ahead and snap in that back there. Yeah, just make sure the cables are nice and snapped. 
There you go, and then you can snap the back out there. If you just kind of pinch the the edges, I think it'll kind of fall, fall out. Yeah, like that, there you go. So that comes out, and you can see how that fits. Um, yep, still using the same M25 uh, flat, is it flat? Yeah, flat head um, screws that are securing the, the mounting tabs of the Pi Portal to that, that black colored uh, plate. And then that plate gets mounted with other screws there. So yeah. If you wanna go in and play around with adding the snap, uh, design, snap fit designs to the other case. Yeah, we could probably uh, do that too. I already started adding the geometries to that. Um, the only reason why I didn't do that was just because of the way I designed the, the mounting bracket. So the only thing you really got to do is just push that in so there's room oh, right. okay. for the uh, slots to yeah. not get in the way of the, the bracket for that. Yeah, the frame is a little, the sizing of the framing is, is different. So I think that's mm -hmm. that's what allowed it. I think I have more clearance or something yeah. that allowed it to mm -hmm. happen. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell. I, it does require a little bit of a different assembly, so I might do a mini guide where it just shows how to assemble this one. Um, but uh, yeah, because you do need to have like the right size screws and stuff. Yeah. But uh, there you go. That could be maybe a next week or something project. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit smaller. It is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit smaller. Yeah, the like the fillets are more rounded and that yeah. sort of thing. But uh, that's what we got. So two separate ones. I'll be publishing tape. that. Um, within a couple of days, I think. Uh, two different approaches, but you get a really nice um, feature set. So we're awesome. Yeah. Dave's letting us know that the code pages in the guide have been updated to match the GitHub. Awesome. Thank you for that. And then uh, Yanni is suggesting, yeah, Cherry MX buttons uh, would be cool for that. Yes. I don't believe we don't have any in the store, which is the reason why I went with the uh, arcade right. buttons. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like a, like a Cherry MX button. Uh, I mean, not really. It click. Okay. <laughs> There's no click. Yeah, yeah it. it's very kind of springy, but it doesn't have any click to it. Yeah. So that's, that's this, this week's project. project. I hope you guys like it. Mm -hmm. Definitely give a hug report to Dave. Yep. Some great work. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And you can check that out. It's live right now. Um, don't forget, coupon code is portal time. So if you want to get anything in the shop that you might need to pick up, please use the coupon code portal time sweet all right all right jumping into this week's community makes. oh yeah let's do that one or shop talk which one let's do community makes this week's community makes this is super this awesome is super fun 3d printed jacob's ladder yeah so the jacob's ladder is like a wooden toy classic mm -hmm. it's uh it has this really nice mechanism that allows it to look like it's flipping over and over again just by moving it back and forth. This one was a, sort of a inspired by that. It's uh, by Francis, and he calls it the flip-flop toy. So this is a part that's 3D printed without any supports. It's, it uses print-in-place hinges uh, to create the mechanism. And uh, the cool thing about this is that it is expandable, so you can print out two or more and uh, snap them together. So this is just one of the pieces. We printed two different ones. We're going to show you it, uh, how, the, how it works. But yeah, you flip it one way and, and it flips. <laughs> it's like a continuously flipping. Continuously flipping <laughs> flip toy. All right, let's yeah. take a look at the... Here's what that guy looks like. When you add multiples together. Actually, you probably have to go to the widescreen. Yeah, wide this is so mesmerizing. It's like a... What is it? The a fidget, spinner. Fidget spinner, yeah. Fidget flip. 
flipping pigeon flipper. Yeah, so this is so cool. <laughs> you are going to require just a little bit of support for the hinge parts so they're not floating in the air when they're printing. Um, so you did have to do some trickery in terms of adding like support blockers or if you're using Simplify, don't add any support for Gosh, the in-betweens right here. It's just the little parts that are holding up the hinges for this. Uh, use a regular 0.4 millimeter nozzle, printing at like, uh, I think it was like 60 millimeters a second. So you don't have to print so slow. And I did have to use brims on the bottom just because of how little the footprints are for each of these. Oh, my camera, there it is. Just because of how small these little guys are. I did use a brim. I think I used like two or three brims to hold that in. Can you get close up to it in the overhead? This one. Yeah, there we go. So there's like these little dimples, right? That give it a, somewhat of a ball head, yeah. ball socket head feel. Nine little ball right there. Uh, this one. Yeah, I can't focus right now, sorry. Let's see if I can do a manual. So de <clears throat> definitely inspiring in there terms of the smallest uh, like geometry mm -hmm. that you can do to make a print-in-place so hinge. Yes. That's holding all of these guys together. And then like you were saying before, you can print multiple of, the, of these and then uh, snap fit them together. Yeah, that's really cool. That works pretty good. I did drop it and it didn't break, which was... <laughs> Amazing for something that's so, you know, small and oh, let me flip it again. you'd figure it would be like delicate. Yeah. So nice little Great way to... and place, calibration type print. Yeah, calibration, uh, leveling, and for uh, hinges, live hinges. That's really cool. Wow. Very cool. All right, and so that's, that's a uh, design that's for free, available to download and print on your machine. It is on... Colts 3D. Uh, yeah. So check it out. Very fun. Be sure to post the make. Um, I don't know if you can do that here. Maybe. All right. Next up, we have some cool things from the community. First up, we had a question. If uh, what was that phaser in the video, in the alarm clock video? Where did we get that phaser? We actually 3D printed it um, from Shipbrook here, who uh, posted a. a uh, a nice design that's 3D printable in different pieces. This is a really nice assembly. Perry, you can speak to that one. You were super deal impressed with this in one. In terms of it actually prints, it actually works. Uh, majority of the uh, parts like this usually don't work out at all. all Built-in uh, spring mechanism of sorts mm -hmm. that allows you to kind of pop it open, which is uh, really sweet. Yeah, a lot of the files that are usually up here that are complex like this, like I was saying, usually don't fit together or don't print at all or this one has Pedro's tested. stamp of approval. <laughs> this prints very well. Was able to get all these parts out Supposed first try. <laughs> so that, 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 made it that, that speaks volumes in terms of you know, yeah. how, how good the design for this is. Super nice breakdown of uh, the, the post-processing and the mechanism the, and the design. Yeah, all the little parts all fit very together neat. perfectly. Uh, I didn't have any have to do any funkiness with like the extrusion width or mm -hmm. like. Um, it's it's aching for electronics, folks. It is definitely on the list for yeah. adding. Uh, Shipbrook also has some really awesome other designs, so check him out yeah. as well. Like Lots this of really calm cool scanner, Star Trek themed stuff. Very cool. Got all these He's cool got a whole thing going on. Yeah, these ray guns. What? That's check cool. Out that, Wouldn't yeah. that be a cool pipe portal project? Mm -hmm. This one, the Global Link. <laughs> Earth Final Contact. The conflict. Yeah. Did I yeah. see that one with John Travolta? Is that it? Earth. Remember? John Travolta's oh, like yeah, the alien yeah. bad guy, and we're like monkey brains. 
I don't remember it that well. Yeah, so these are uh, several different parts. The uh, the phaser is its own part, and is as you see, as you saw, uh, all the way down at the bottom of the last page, the little thing on top. Um, I think it's the phaser, is uh, a different part on itself. Mm. Excellent. Cool. We'll check it out. We got some other community makes. This is the Prop Maker lightsaber builds. You can check out um, Odd Oddities um, make of it. Posted a couple of photos on Imgur, or is it called Imager? You decide. Um, this is an interesting build because he's 3D printing the blade itself. I didn't even attempt to do that. <laughs> I, I just went with a uh, polycarbonate tube, um, but diggity here, uh, Thought he'd 3D print the entire blade. Why not? It seems to work. Oh wow! And uh, the diffusion seems to look okay, pretty pretty good here. Oh. Just using a 3D printed tube. Wow! Yeah. He posted them as a as a make. Uh, he posted that as cool. a remix as well. So if you want to uh, kind of piece together uh, mm -hmm. this tube, you can do that That's too. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Thanks for sharing that. That was a good idea. Yeah, I didn't consider that one. Yeah, you just have to add like a, a piece of paper or something for diffusion, and it yep. should look. Excellent. And then we have another lightsaber build. This is from Jeffy B on Twitter. This is a super sweet custom hilt um, using, I believe, a polycarbonate. Um, somebody asked Jiffy, uh, Jeffy if, uh, if, they were, if he would be posting his files in a tutorial. And I, I believe he said, yeah, he's working on that. He's cleaning them up and wants to release them to the world. So I really like this design as it covers up the electronics, which is really cool. And it has like a really sleek looking effect more of a more of the darth type of uh of feeling with those spikes and stuff did you look at this one this is crazy i love i really like the uh the design of the hilt wow it seems like it's a little bit more ergon ergonomic hmm. yeah so uh That's so awesome i'll let you guys know when uh, jiffy posts his files because this is really cool yeah this is so awesome yeah using the uh the, the uh yeah all the electronics tutorials mm -hmm. and all the code stuff Definitely Very ready cool. for additional tweaks based on what we see at Star Wars Land oh, later this year. Should be awesome. Sweet. That's all the stuff I have today. Um, if you guys like to share your projects with us, please do so. You can hit us up on any of the social channels or email support at adafruit.com. Don't forget, coupon code is portal time. We're going to have some more stuff coming later this evening. Is uh, ask, not asking. Show and, show, on show and tell. This is called Show and Tell. It happens every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'd love to see you and see what you're working on. So uh, feel free to come on and, and stop by. We'll be there. Yeah, and then later that evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, is Ask an Engineer with Lamar and Phil. We'll get a full hour of Lamar and Phil, new products, CircuitPython hardware, um, and open source news. So... Uh, and of yeah, course, all behind the scenes, out. secret projects. Yep, and there'll be some giveaways as well at the end of the show. You can ask Lamar anything and and win potentially win some stuff. Yeah. And then tomorrow, the return of John Park's workshop. He's back, Yay. ready to rock. It's mm -hmm. Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And you get the Make Code minutes, some live builds, and some more all those, portals. Um, uh, Edabox projects will oh, we'll be winding up. Yeah. Starting now. Very cool. So get ready for that if you are a subscriber of the Pi Portal or of the uh, Adabox, uh, Adabox uh, Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> I'm some that. awesome surprises in there. Uh, 
it's probably already been so boiled if you're on the Twitter, the Adafruit Twitter, we've been retweeting no, all those. Yeah. <laughs> he mistakenly spoke. Who knows what's in the, in the Ada box? Who knows? <laughs> well, I forgot to mention there was a Lair by Lair this week. Check it out if you are interested in learning some CAD stuff using Fusion 360. Um, oh, I completely forgot. Uh, I updated last week's project. It was a Pi Portal wall mount for uh, your standard light switches. Um, Andy Leary on, on Twitter uh, asked if what about a version for the outlets and I thought that was a great idea of course so I uh, created a, uh, a new design and did a little layer by layer screencast recording of how I went about uh, creating the design making it uh, driven with uh, user parameters so that is uh, it's uh, you can just update some numbers here and your design will update on the fly, which is really cool. So check that out. It is on the YouTube channels and I believe I have a link in the description of this video as well. So you can check that out. Um, and then if you go to the learn guide for that, um, I think we can pull it up real quick here. Yeah, here's what it looks like in real Z's in the real life. Um, I did actually have well, in the kitchen, there was one, there was an outlet hiding that I, cause all the outlets are different here. <laughs> Uh, this one actually fits, so you can see that um, it uh, uses the same mounting holes as uh, this type of uh, outlet. And uh, there are outlets now that have built-in USB ports, so maybe you don't need the USB wall adapter. You can just plug it straight into the wall. So check that out. The design is up on Thingiverse and GitHub. You can use this learn guide here to download the source files for that. Um, but yeah, it's uses the same hardware that is in the, uh, the outlet, uh, faceplate. Yeah, very cool. And it's parametric too, so, um, let's say maybe UK has some different, um, sized holes or the distance between the holes are different. We can quickly, easily update that now. So we got those two different designs, one for the light switch and one for the outlet. Both of them are symmetrical, so they can go, they can be reversed. They can go on the left or the right of your switch plate. Um, and, uh, and if you check out the layer by layer playlist too, Dave was just asking if we had any on creating threads or coils. Oh, I do. There's actually two of them yeah, on there. We're actually printed out and uh, talk about tolerances for mm -hmm. them. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, a lot, a lot of folks like that one. And then um, I'll be working on another uh, series of tutorials on how I created this enclosure. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna try to do this as like a two or maybe a three-parter where we uh, cool. talk about the structure of it, um, talk about importing joints and create kind of these sub-assemblies and, and um, getting, you know, just external parts to make a, a project enclosure that has a ton of different parts like this one. I think this is a good example, um, a good project to show different uh, um, techniques and things, design considerations. Sweet. All right, now that's going to be it for the show. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to show this one. This is a little cat animation of the uh, so cool. of the fasteners. Um, really interesting note: um, the outlet receptacles are models that you can get from McMaster Car. Now that's mm -hmm. a built-in plugin in Fusion 360. So if you're like, oh man, I need to design this bracket for this standard part, chances are McMaster Car is going to have it, and it's integrated super nice in Fusion. It's just one button and then it pops up in the, the, the catalog of all the different parts, and uh, you can use all the filtering tools to find it. This one was, uh, I actually linked uh, in the, I have a part link to it, so if you guys can, if you want that part from McMaster, I provide that part. 
but yeah, it worked out really well. I was like, oh, look at that. That's the part I need. How awesome. It's, it's like got threads and it's got materials. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, anyway, that's going to be it for us. Don't forget the coupon code is portal time because it's about to be portal time. Somebody was asking when the unboxing videos, Thomas was asking. Is that I this week or next week? I don't remember. We had it in our meeting notes. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it might be <laughs> I'm next going week. through it. I, I don't see it. I think it was for last week when we mentioned when yeah, the unboxing. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was for that. Soon. This is Definitely subscribe. Me. Click on that little bell icon so you can get notified every time new videos oh, no, are released. The switches in the UK are completely different. Give me a link. Um, maybe you'll take a look at it. Mm -hmm. How different? Does it have four holes instead of two holes? Then that's a little bit different. Excellent. Well, that's going to be it for us. We really appreciate you guys uh, coming in and hanging out with us. Don't forget, tomorrow is John Park's show. Later tonight is Ask an Engineer and the Show and Tell. That's going to be it from us. Don't forget, we're in the Discord chat rooms all the times, so you can always hang out, ask questions, and post your, your stuffs. And for all the behind the scenes, you can follow us on all the socials. Yep. Follow Adafruit at Adafruit, Noah at Ekin, and myself at VideoPixel on right. all of the platforms. We're always posting up behind the scenes of what we're working on. Yeah. Let us know uh, what you think about the audio as well. Did you like this version? We really liked um, not having to wire up our mics. That was yeah, nice. That was it. So uh, hopefully this sounds good. It's a little airy, we know, but uh, hopefully we can... Um, we can fix that up next week. Yeah, we're going to get another mic so it's not as airy, so it's just on us. Yep. So, there you have it. Don't forget, coupon code is portal time. Until next week, folks, don't forget, remember to make a great day. Bye. See you guys.
We'll be right back.